Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Well, one of the big risks to retirement is actually one that many people aren't even aware of. So today on this episode of the Monday Night Podcast, we're going to talk to you about the sequence of return risk on this show. And we're going to share some strategies, though, to help you mitigate this potential risk that could be a big hindrance on your retirement savings down the road. That's coming up next here on the Monday Night Podcast. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. We're glad to have you on another episode of the Money Night Podcast, along with Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor of Chessman Wealth Strategies. I'm Ben George. And Wade, I don't know that we've spent a whole lot of time on sequence of return risk. I know I'm sure we've hit on it a time or two along the way on our uh, episodes. I think we're getting close to a hundred now, so we've probably touched on it Whoa. at some point, <laughs> right? Well, what we'll to what we'll to do? A, a big episode? Yeah, let's for do a party next time out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sequence of return risk. This is a big one. But but as we talked about there in the tease in the intro, not everybody knows about this, do they? Or aware of it? No, it's not something that I think is given a lot. There's all kinds of other things that talk about market downturns, bad economy, things like that. But sequence of returns risk is really more of a risk that people face when they're get to the point of actually needing the money. Imagine that. Yeah. You know, you've spent all this time, all these years saving for retirement. You want to be financially independent. And now you got to start taking the money out. So what this risk is, just to give you an idea, it's yeah. it comes from the order in which your investment returns occur. So essentially timing matters. If the stock market declines just before you retire and in the early years of your retirement, it can really hit your portfolio. So um I would say a more a definition from Morningstar, sequencing risk is the danger of a near-term decline in your assets, causing you to overwithdraw or the risk of a big decline early in your retirement, wiping out a big part of your nest egg. This risk feels prominent in a recessionary environment. So hmm. just a fancy way of saying, hey, if you hit the lottery wrong in the first three or four years of your retirement, the market's in the tank. You could be in trouble. So just imagine you've just retired, inflation's still going on, the yeah. stock market falls, and so does the value of your equity portfolio. And now you have to start withdrawing money from your savings to live. And that's going to, the, the risk of that is that you could start eating away at the principle that you can't return. And so, in our, when we talk to people about this in our office, we use the example of two investors, Sean and Wade. And Sean and Wade, get the same exact return on average. We both earn 8% in this example. And in this example, we both start taking out the same amount of money per year with a little bit of rise for inflation. So it's the same exact, we're both taking out the same amount of money. Only difference is Sean's the first three years of his retirement, things are going well in the market. And by the time he's long gone, there's plenty of money left over. But in my example, the weight example, again, remember, we're getting the same 8% return, but I got un- a little more unlucky in the first three years that I retired, the market was down, and I ended up running out of money. Mm-hmm. So it can make a huge difference in how it works out in the long run. So you know, you have to draw a balance, though, between that risk and longevity risk. You don't necessarily want to just stick all your money in – under the mattress or in a money market or even in all fixed income, depending on your tolerance for risk and your time rise and all that good stuff. But the point is that's not necessarily the answer. 
The answer is something we have talked a lot about. Okay. And that's bucketing. Remember right. that? I'm familiar. We did with a whole that. episode yeah. on it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Because we talked about, we've talked many times about the need for income in retirement and how do we get income? Well, the reason we do bucketing is for this very risk, right? And we talk, we use, in our case, we talk about three different buckets. Bucket one, bucket two, bucket three. You can think of it as a short-term bucket, a medium-term bucket, and a long-term bucket. And the idea is you put one or two years worth of plan withdrawals into a into bucket one. You know, maybe you put maybe you use short-term bonds or high-yield money market, whatever the case may be. Then you retire. You've got some cash set aside. And no matter if the market has a down year or two, you're not as concerned because you've got money set aside that you can use for that case. And then the idea is, let's say in year three, your bucket three, which is your more growth-oriented bucket, has a really great year. The stock market goes way up and that bucket is really growing. The idea then would be to take money from bucket three and replenish bucket one. And the, the concept is, now it's not perfect, but the concept is you can avoid, at least have a lot better chance of avoiding taking money out of your portfolio when the market is down. Because bucket one, again, is short-term cash. Bucket two, mid-term, you know, maybe it's intermediate-term bond, bond strategies. And bucket three is typically your equity strategy, a more growth-oriented strategy. That's the strategy that's going to have the highest volatility. So you just want to be cognizant and careful about when you take money out of bucket three to replace bucket one, maybe sometimes you take it from two to replace bucket one. We have a whole presentation around this where we can show you where your money is, how it's bucketed. It's, it's, I think it's super important to have that uh, when you get into the retirement. There's other things you can do as well, Ben, to protect against this. For example, uh, if you've got whole life insurance or indexed life insurance, let's say you're having a the market's down and you need to take some money out of your portfolio, that's a that's another place to be able to pull it from because those tend to not be subject to market movements as much because they have some floors and they also have a ceiling but they have some floors so right. that's why that's sequence of returns is is real you know think about it if you retired in two thousand and seven right yeah and then two thousand and eight you just got hammered. If you didn't have money set aside in cash, that could have really eaten away your principal. So I think it's an important topic and it's easily illustrated. We have a whole presentation for it. And there are some things you can do to certainly reduce that risk. It's Again, it's not a perfect way to do that, but the bucketing approach, I think, goes a long way to at least getting you some protection or at least reducing it as much as possible. Yeah, if you want to learn more about that bucketing strategy, again, you can go back through our podcasts. Uh, you go to, go to chessmanwealth.com slash podcast. You'll be able to find that episode. And um, and if you have questions for Wade, you can always give him a call, 214-572-2120. And I know you went back to 2007, Wade, but even like you could probably even go back to uh, 2022, right? And, and 2022 is a great example yeah, because- I mean, This is um, close to home for a lot of people right now. Yeah, 2020. I mean, we've had some real volatility. 2022 is really- uh, tough one because not only did your stocks go down, but your bonds went down too. Yeah, nothing was safe. You right? know, so you know if you were kind of relying on fixed income, which we in the past has been a good yin and yang with the stock market. Well, in 2022, it didn't really help you because stocks, interest rates went way up, and 
bond prices went down. So it was even that much more important to have some, you know, adequate funds available in bucket one because you didn't really didn't want to pull from either bucket two or bucket three. Yeah, it's a very difficult situation. A lot of retirees have found themselves in the last couple of years and and hopefully you plan for this sequence of return risk and have thought it through a little bit so you're not caught off guard. But if you have questions for Wade, you can go to chatwithwade.com. Go ahead and set up a time to meet with him. And and this is going to be something that you could get information on, right, Wade? If, if somebody's just curious about this and wanting to kind of see your your presentation and get more information on kind of how this works and, and some examples of some actual numbers and how it plays out over the course of retirement, sure. that's something they can do, right? Yeah, of course. Again, chatwithwade.com. And now, this month's Kingdom Minute, where we learn what the Bible says about managing money and how it applies to your life. All right, as we always do, it is time for our Kingdom Minute. Great. Well, in today's Kingdom Minute, this episode's Kingdom Minute, I thought I would talk a little bit about diversification because we were just talking about risk mitigation, right? Uh, One of the ways to do that is through bucketing. Another one is diversification. And I thought, well, what does the Bible have to say about that? Does it have to? It does. Does it have anything to say about it at all? So Ecclesiastes eleven two it says, "Divide your portion to seven or even to eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on the earth." So Proverbs Ecclesiastes were written by the wealthiest and wisest man that ever lived. He was so wealthy that we still hear about legends about stories about Solomon's mines and stockpiles. Hmm. But this story was real; not it wasn't a fairy tale. Uh, the Bible talks about diversified investments. Just right here, Ecclesiastes. Divide your portion into seven or eight. If you not know what misfortune may occur on the earth. So this is similar similar to the old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket, because when the basket's dropped, every egg is compromised. So even with this very well-known advice, I still see people refuse to diversify their investments, eventually facing large consequences. You know, So for example, if you had all your investments in real estate before the housing market crash, that's, you could be in big trouble. Yeah. Uh, if you had all your money in the stock market crash and stocks before 2000, 2008, we see this over and over and over. People tend to limit their investment choices to maybe one thing. And we've seen countless examples of non-diversified investments collapsing. So, you know, you the thing is, though, Ben, we hear about people that make it by concentration. There has been a lot of people like Jeff Bezos, people like that, that put all their eggs in one basket and that basket paid off. But there's a reason he's going in the ocean in a $500, $500 million yacht, right? <laughs> it's just very, very rare. Yeah. And for most people, we're going to be much better off with diversification, not putting all our eggs in one basket. Or as, uh, you know, as Solomon would say, let's divide our portion. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's interesting. I'd never really had heard that uh, specific verse from the Bible about diversification, but it just... Well, a lot of the things we hear now, the colloquialisms and things we hear now, like don't put all your eggs in one basket, that's really a biblical concept that's just used in a set in a different way, which is very, very common in the English language. Yeah, we've kind of simplified it over the years, I guess, a little bit. But but yeah, and and to your point, when, when... you see these these people that have had success that way, going all in on something. That's what can get us in trouble, right? Because you're like, oh well, if he can do it, and look how look how much is paid off for him. It can happen for us, but a lot of times it's just it's much safer and oftentimes much more successful just to take that that really thought out approach and follow that process, the plan, yeah. and and get to the finish line that way. I mean, it can happen. Yeah, it's happened. 
you see it, but it is a lot. We just focus on the ones that have worked out. We don't think about all the people where it hasn't worked out. You know, think about all the people that focused all their their wealth in Enron as a good, more famous example. You know, not, that didn't work out for any of them. So mm-hmm. we only hear about the ones that it worked out. We don't hear about all the people that where it didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for that perspective as always from this episode's Kingdom Minute. If you have questions for Wade or want to follow up on anything we talked about today with sequence of return risk, you can always do so by calling 214-572-2120 or simply log on chatwithwade.com. All right, Wade, we appreciate your perspective as always, and I hope everything goes well this week for you. Thank you, Ben. You, You as well. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.